Hi, welcome to Space Bras, the sci-fi movie podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Kate, and with me is the only survivalist I want to be stranded on a rock in the middle of a beach i didn't even know the name of mary johnston what up that's hilarious because every time i watch uh survival shows like people who are like when it when the big one comes it's just me and my family eating dehydrated corn in this bunker i'm like put me as close as you can to the blast zone i (laughs) don't want to (laughs) survive no like like if we're gonna enter a nuclear winter I right. would rather not, prefer not to. Bartleby the Scrivener. No, thank you, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. If it's going to be anything like, God, what was that book? Um, that, that's a helpful way to start this. <laughs> uh, no Country for Old Men, same author. Oh, about the apocalypse oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A nuclear yeah, winner. Yeah, it was yeah. the most depressing shit ever. Hunger, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I remember reading that in an airport on the way to go see my family. And just being like, this is utterly bleak. Yeah, I was taking a class called Politics of the Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Fun class. Crazy teacher. (laughs) I mean, as you can imagine from that title, uh, it was a religious studies class uh, at Agnes Scott. Um, And she, for our final, like, one of our finals, maybe our midterm, like, there were a couple things we could do. And one of them was, um, this was also like a mass media class. Uh, One of them involved like reading that book and then watching that adaptation and I was in Arizona it's Thanksgiving break my dad's like I'll go with you and after that movie he turned me and was like I don't know why you brought me to that <laughs> he's there like things I can't unsee <laughs> this the- man like was in like he was he was in the navy like this, man, is, this you know- man has been in war <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> The, the Road like, no. is the name of it. The Road, yes! So we're coming into our second week of this big animal movie uh, summertime fest that we're in the middle of. Um, and Hell yeah! And we're coming back with The Shallows, which came out in 2016. And actually is features my very favorite type of animal to become big. Like Tom Hanks. Um <laughs> In this sort of movie? Tom Hanks, second favorite kind of animal to become big. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, it's like, it's sharks. It's great white sharks. And then Tom Hanks immediately afterwards. I mean, you know, almost a horse piece, but not quite. Um, But I, but truly, uh, just like Tom Hanks, I have loved sharks ever since I was a tiny little girl. Um, As I think I've mentioned on the pod before, Um, you and I both grew up in Texas and I grew up in Houston. So my family would go to the beaches uh, in beautiful sunny Galveston quite often um, and and swim. And one summer it was coming up. I mean, like, so summer in uh, Texas time means it was probably like mid-March. I sure. mentioned to my mother that I didn't want to swim anymore at the beach because I was scared of sharks. I probably was like three and a half to four at this point in my life. And she told me that. So reasonable fear, you know. Yeah. And she told me, I mean, like, frankly, that that would be the age a shark would want you. You're, you're like bite size. Um, uh-huh. And she told me that I was not allowed to do that unless I learned everything I could about sharks and made an informed decision. 
So now, ooh, look at Ann Johnston with those parenting skills. I know, right? love it. And now, so now, woo—that's the sound of the of a montage flashing by your eyes of me as a little kid checking out giant piles of shark books at the library, pausing my blockbuster copy of Jaws to count the number of gills on the titular beast for accuracy. All of these things, uh-huh. falling asleep crooked with like my with my glasses crooked on top of all my books. Um, Love that. And, uh, you know, long, they, they said two good effects. Short term, I was not afraid of swimming in the ocean that summer. And long term, um, I has ignited this lifelong obsession uh, with sharks and the, these bad bitches of the sea. I just, I love them so much. And um, I especially like, and I, I don't really mind big shark movies. Like, I know that. I know that in theory, I should be like, these are desecrating these beautiful animals. And like, I care about them from a scientific perspective, um, obviously. Sure. And I and I care. Yeah. And I, you know, if like there, if I were to become a celebrity, I could see myself being like, save the sharks as like one of my charitable causes. Um, yeah. But I also think it's, Toast. but I also like recognize that they are weird bullet shaped murder machines and they look scary and it's fun to watch them yeah. in movies. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, I I feel all that. Uh, <laughs> I too went through a phase where I was scared of the ocean. I did not have Ann Johnston at my side. Instead, I had an older brother who was like, "You've seen the Little Mermaid. They just want to be a part of you," <laughs> and like sang under the sea to me uh, because he's just the best. And I've always been fascinated with sharks. I'm sure you like maybe every kid had their shark tooth necklaces, you know, when you're a tiny I, child. I s- I, st- I still have it. Andrew gave me a shark tooth necklace that's like gilded. I wear it all the time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No, I only had the like not as a uh, fancy version as a kid. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I know I still have it, but like, you know. Just put yeah. some gold Loved spray sharks. paint on that sucker. Make it come back alive. Yeah. I like to wear it. Loved sharks still was terrified of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're scary. Yeah. I mean, like, yep. I would consider. I probably would consider doing, like, a shark dive with, like, medium-sized sharks. But, like, I mean, I would be terrified the entire time. Like, it'd be scary, for sure. They're scary. They're I've, big. I've, I've swam in water with shark, like, in the Galapagos. Um, but, like, they weren't, they weren't giant. Like, yeah. they were definitely, like, bigger than, like, a human. But, like, yes. also, the Galapagos is a weird-ass place because these animals have never been hurt by humans. So, like, they think that we're all just, like friends yeah they, they just assume that in you're other way. other things in the environment they don't care yeah yep yeah yep so they literally couldn't give a fuck but i it was wonder still what like kind a of wild sh- experience i wonder what kind of sharks you were swimming with hmm. me like, too like, maybe i'll maybe like, do some research yeah like maybe some nurse sharks or some lemon sharks i can't imagine like i mean the only sharks that are really dangerous to swim around potentially are makos are great whites great whites tiger sharks and bull sharks those are the f- those are the four and tiger sharks and bull sharks mostly because they are aggressive. And makos and yep. great whites are big. So, I mean, you're really more likely just going to get hurt by accident, if nothing else. Yeah. Just because they're like a large, a very large animal. It's like, it's like, it'd be like if you were standing next to an elephant. Like the elephant probably doesn't mean to hurt you, but could hurt you very easily because it's just very large. Um, yeah. So, 
Yay. So we got a couple sharks. So you and I are, are a couple great shark nerds. Um, what did Were you excited to see The Shallows when it came out? Did you see The Shallows in theaters? Fuck yeah, I was. No, girl. You, like, let's, let us take a trip back uh, down memory lane to when The Shallows dropped. Uh, the year was, I don't know. What was the year? Uh, 2016. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three great. years ago. The year was 2016. Uh, and Blake Lively, fucking check. Like, no reason. I, I can't put into words why I liked Blake Lively before The Shallows, other than, like, I mean, Gossip Girl. But I like mean, that, Gossip Girl, that I wasn't, think. Right. But, uh, but, like, beyond that, Blake Lively, big animal movie, uh, and uh, I really loved this movie because it was, like, the first time you really got to see Blake Lively in it, like, perform with, like, range, you know? Yeah, it was the first like, time she wasn't, uh, she wasn't uh, Serena. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was really great to see because I think she does a really fantastic job. Agreed. Like you have to be pretty captivating to, like, carry a movie almost solo, and she does. Yeah. Like, I know that the shark does its part for but not, sure. not much. Like, I mean, you know. that's kind of the nice thing about a shark movie. You can't... Yeah. Because because of your limitations, you can't really yeah. show too much of the shark. Like, either you're seeing a piece of it above the water or your character is in the water and you and is looking at the shark and is in extreme danger. So you really have to limit those moments. Um, right. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, there's a monster at the end of this book. Like you you actually want to yeah. uh, you want to hold out on showing the monster as long as possible. Uh, you know, it's possible that they showed the shark maybe a little bit too early for me, but uh, I still love this movie. Very captivated. Yeah, I mean, I think that, so, like, definitely that's the rules of Jaws, right? Totally accidental. Yeah. He wanted to show the shark ton. Bruce, the mechanical shark, did not work very well. Yeah. Uh, he, they couldn't, so they had to save it all for, like, the few moments where they could get it working properly. Um, sure. Which, by the way, that is so terrifying. The idea of getting into so this is all shot on like pools in Hollywood, right? Getting yeah. into a pool with a giant malfunctioning mechanical thing, like so yeah, no, big. Not into it. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen? I'm I don't think I've ever seen like the actual Bruce, but I've seen replicas of them, and it is unfathomably big when you see, when you are yeah. faced with it. Like that would be terrifying. It could electrocute yep. you if nothing else. <laughs> like oh my god. Yep. So scary. Yeah. Um, no, ag agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the rule. Like, try to keep the shark hidden, build up the suspense. Although, I don't think that there's anything wrong, especially now that we're getting better. We have better special effects. Um, no, no, absolutely. With, like, doing absolutely. a little flex just, and showing. Yeah. I, showing the I shark. would argue that, that the first scene where we really see the shark's face, like, is. It still works. Yes. But it's. You can. It's it, it. There's a little bit of it works so well because of the tension we built, not because like yes. the CGI is maybe the best thing in the world. You know? No, no, no. I this is not the best looking. I I still maintain that the best scariest looking sharks are in Deep Blue Sea. I think they're so yeah. they look so good, and there's really no yeah. reason for them to look as good as they do. But they <laughs> no they like I don't know they have they have so many teeth. I think is really it. I don't know. They look good. All the teeth. They look really mm -hmm. good. Uh, I think they also did a nice mixture of uh, CGI and practical effects in that movie. Yeah. That, that helped. Um, but, yeah. But we're not talking about Deep Blue Sea. We're talking about No, the no, no. Give us, a, 
Give us a little plot overview on The Shallows. (laughs) The Shallows. So uh, this is a movie about um, a woman named Nancy who's a badass surfer uh, who gets attacked by a great white shark and she's stranded on this clutch of rocks during low tide that are just 200 yards out from shore. And as the tide is rising... Nancy realizes that she's soon going to be submerged with this circling shark and she must summon every ounce of her will to live and outwit this shark. That's what this movie is about. It's not it's, it's, it's thankfully not very complicated. It's easy to sum up. So, yeah, no, it really is. And yet thrilling to watch thrilling to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, classically. Uh, let's get into, just as we did with Kong, these movies all come with their own set of baggage, which I think in the yep. cases of, which always impact your remakes, right? Or your or your sure. homages or your extensions of, of the fable, whatever, whatever you want to yeah, call you, it. Yeah, you can't make a shark movie without the, like, without the knowledge of the shark movies that have been made before. Like, even if no filmmaker sets out to make a shark movie. I was like, I refuse to watch any movie that has shark in yeah. it before this. Everybody's I, seen, I will come in totally clean. Everybody's seen, it's all the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, everyone's seen Jaws, or if you if you haven't, yeah. you should. And yeah, it's like a, it's an important movie. So you really should. You you're, yeah. you carry that with you. Um, yeah. So you know what what baggage are we bringing in with us uh, for the shallows um, in terms of a shark movie? Well, I, I think that uh, I think of these big predator movies, uh, especially like when it's also kind of crossed with the survival narrative, like this one is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that they are a manifestation of our own existential dread, uh, facing our own significance and exercising perhaps natural impulses and feelings of vulnerability that we don't commonly. Uh, find ourselves on the on on the side of like we feel vulnerable but not in that way um with nancy in particular it's really interesting because she's already rejecting her path to medical school um she says some people can't be helped it's not worth it maybe mom fought too hard you know like as an excuse but but that's like her feeling uh an angst about her place in the world uh which might make this a little bit on the nose, but crucially, her struggles center around the love of her family and her self-actualization in her own career. Uh, so that is really strong. But I think that I think it's uh, I think it comes out of that primordial fear of of the predator and also what what is what is it like to be on top of the food chain when you're not supposed to be? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think so. As with Kong. We have, I think, a tension between humans and the natural world for exactly what you said. We're not really supposed to be on top of the food chain, and yet we are. So we have these. Yeah. We are an apex predator, not by the, not because we have we are the strongest. Not by yeah, the strongest, yeah. or we have the sharpest teeth, or we're able to eat the most. Like we we have it because we have technology and brains, and we can use yeah. tools. We like, make tools. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we are apex predators. Um. But unlike Kong, which is about a mammal, right? So, like, Kong is an easier thing to sort of slip into 
sort of like pity and understanding and those sorts of things because because he is us like when you look into his face you see human features like ma'am yeah he's a mammal he's a primate like those sorts of things yeah. we and, are primates yeah. mammal <laughs> in the first case primate specifically you know yeah it, it, yeah. it is the closest uh analog to us but shark movies don't do that I've never seen a shark nope. movie that it's like, oh, it turns out the shark's like super on our side for some reason. Although, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing that's like that. I mean, occasionally, uh, Jaws two does this where we have dolphins that are on our side for some reason, and people seem to really love the idea of sure. like, dolphins being like being on the side of humanity. Although they are also, um, they also breathe air, so maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah, no, they're a mammal. They're a mammal, uh, so maybe that's part of it. But like, you know, we, we sharks, we do not think are going to uh, are are going to be on our side, and they never are. No, they're not. They're not there to like be domesticated or uh, no. become no. our buddy. Um, and I think like the biggest difference is I think also there's a lot of like dread that I think comes with the ocean, and maybe it has. Maybe it's as as uh, deep, huh? As <laughs> Like considering <laughs> considering like uh, seafaring pasts, right? Like where you would where you yeah. would basically like send your family member, or you would step away from your family members onto the hall, like on a boat, and you would sail across, and you probably like fifty fifty chance you probably never back. see them again. Yeah, yeah, yep. And like the idea, of- yeah, that 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 like uh, 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 inherited memory, like almost you know like uh, through evolution, like embedded within us. Yeah, that sort of like. Well, we're not. Fear. We're not supposed to. We're not meant to be in the ocean. Like it's dangerous. No, <laughs> it's dangerous. And we're not we, meant to be in the air. And we're like, s- yeah, and we're slow in the ocean, and we're not. We're so it takes slow. away. Yeah, it takes away all of the things that allow us to be apex predators, and then and and makes us like worse than ducks. We are worse than ducks in water, and mm-hmm. we and, and that is scary. And so then to have the have like a killing machine that is very good in water uh, basically only good in water but like doesn't matter now because we're here we are right um yeah it's uh and and that kind of the struggle i think to clutch onto little bits of land nancy does this where she like struggles to like hang on to these rocks and hang on to that buoy is is scary because i think it forces us to consider that we live on a planet that is mostly water and there are there is a deep dark ocean that are full of here there be monsters you know that we don't we are yeah. not the we're not the captains of that there's no like in kong there's sort of like this push pull of like well who's really the king here there's no question we are not the king the sharks are the king oh yeah 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 there's no in question. shark movies yeah you you might be able to like kill it but that won't make you king of the ocean no because there's there's no doing that. Yeah, there's it's like impossible. And there and there are like thousands of these things. Unfortunately, they're dwindling. But like there are things that we don't even know about that we still discover down there. Like it's it's crazy. So like there's no yeah stupid to, humans to kill is to survive, not to dominate. And I think that those yep. stakes are horrifying when we think about yeah. a big animal movie. No, they're they're very dire. It makes it like it makes it it makes them so fun to watch. Yeah, like. I'm I'm not <laughs> if you joined us previously for our Halloween episodes I'm not someone who does great with super scary movies like I still haven't watched Hereditary despite how many people tell me it's great you don't have and, to watch Hereditary uh... you also don't have to watch <laughs> Midsummer, but I don't think it would be that I didn't think it was that scary by the way 
Well, no, and, that, and that's why I'm going to watch it. Literally, there's 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 a podcast host who uh, I feel like we're we're kindred spirits. Like he still hasn't seen Hereditary, even though like the other two have. And he was like, "I've seen Watchmen Summer." I'm like, "Disturbing? Yeah, I can do that. Terrifying? Fuck no. It's um, not. Yeah, I, but like that's the same thing with sharks. Like, like there's a there's an enemy. They're jump scares, but like you also kind of know what it is. So like that tension, that suspense, I love that. I'm there for it, you know? And the disturb factor, fine. Humans are weird. We're weird, fleshy bags. Sometimes there's like, uh, it's not like, satisfaction's the wrong word, but like there's something to be said for seeing our vulnerabilities laid bare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially physical. Like we're, I think we're very used yep. to seeing emotional stories about that, but physical stories are less common unless they're sports movies which you and I don't care about um for the most part <laughs> yeah and I was gonna say vulnerable movies it's also only if women are being vulnerable so uh that's yeah. true <laughs> that's that's not 100% you know what I mean I, yeah. yeah um may I lay some true and nerdy uh shark facts on you fuck yeah bring them so most gr- most big shark movies are about Lady sharks. They're about female great whites for the most part, or megalodons. For sure. But the reason, um, the reason that they are always focused on these bad bitches is because those sharks are the biggest, meanest looking sharks we got. Like truly, female big great whites are the lar- are the largest apex predator swimming around in the ocean. They are bigger than their male counterparts. Um, mostly because, and this is something I read up about, uh, for this podcast, which just like blew my mind. I kind of knew it, but like to see it laid bare, mathematically speaking, kind of blew my mind. So the reason great white females need to be so big is because it's evolutionary. Like they have to be able to, um, live long enough to produce enough babies such that their species can continue to exist and totally. they need to be able to survive mating which is generally kind of violent although shark mating is not so bad but like they need to be not able to survive bad, like, that cats. that's yeah, yeah yeah exactly but like that you know typically a lot of a lot of sea animals are larger for that reason they need to be able to live long enough and dissuade enough things from eating them so they can have children but Sharks are extra crazy because sh- great and great whites specifically are extra crazy because some sharks lay eggs but great whites give birth to live pups. And these wow. live pups are typically five feet long when Holy they come crap. out. And, and oh my God. there is almost never just one of them. Usually a great white shark gives birth. These are just these are just the ones that live by the way that like are born and are alive. Some of them will die. They usually give birth to two to ten shark pups at a time in a that litter. Is- Wild shit. Yeah, no so, wonder they're huge. A female great white needs enough capacity to carry around roughly 50 feet of other sharks inside of her. That's yeah. wild. That is that wild is, shit. That is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So they're big. So these are some of the biggest sharks we get. So famously, um, these are these are real sharks. Uh, Mary Lee is a 16 foot great white. Uh, I follow her on Instagram. 
Um, I would recommend I love it. That. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would I love recommend that so it so much. So she has a tracker, and the um, there's a uh, like a shark um, research and conservation group that tagged her, and they maintain her Instagram account. You can see her and all of her other sharky friends, and see where they're migrating. And if they like haul them up on the boats, you can check them out. It's cool. It's a cool thing to do. Um, another 16 footer who just has a great name is called Joan of Shark. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. And she likes to swim around the beaches of Albany, Australia. So she's she's enjoying the sun down there. And then the biggest shark, um, at least that I could find um, on record, is named Deep Blue. And she is a massive 20 feet long um, and is 50 years is at least 50 years old. So she's she's doing well. She's established in her in her ocean home. Yeah. No one's going to mess with her. Um, Queen. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. (laughs) I also think it's important to say at this point that, of course, we are far more dangerous to sharks than they are to us. Um, I got some stats on this. Humans kill kill 10 million sharks per year. And that comes down to 1,100 sharks every hour are dying. Um, And some of this is... How much is yeah, that's How much crazy. of that is climate change versus like deep, like that net fishing or. So there, there is a, that is like a portion of it, but over a third of it is just demand for shark fin soup, which I thought was crazy. I kind of always thought that sharks died because of climate change and, you know, those things. And like kind of accidental deaths or they were like a nuisance on, a, on beaches, like there was a shark that was sure. getting too close and they would kill it. Like I kind of thought it was all those sorts of things, which seems sort of softer to me or like. Less, well, those, like, those are e- less just like um, straight up egregious, fishing. yeah, egregious like uh, killing yeah. of of a species that doesn't yeah. deserve to be killed. And to be clear, nobody is killing great white sharks for shark fin soup. But no, 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 that's of course. still. But they're still We're in there. sharks in general. Yeah. Sharks in general. Um, which so like that's that's what we do to them. What they do to us is globally. This is the this is the whole world. On average, there are 84 attacks a year, and of those attacks, only six of them are fatal. Wow. So <laughs> it's kind of yeah. it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. If you um, yeah, if you are interested in these kind of statistics, which sometimes I am, um, it's very funny to read because you'll go down and be like, ah, oh, bears don't really kill that or attack that many people. Sharks don't really kill or attack that many people. Snakes more because they have venom, but like, yeah, we got pretty good medicine for that. So no, not so much. And then it's like crocodiles and alligators. Crocodiles and alligators kill a crap ton of people. <laughs> like that's yep. like way like that's when the They're number like terrifying. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they are like have no problem living in areas we live in and they're oh, super yeah. aggressive. And coming Sharks out of nowhere, aren't. dragging you into the <laughs> yeah. water. Yeah, they're they're both water terrifying. and land animals. They're also reptiles, which is a different level of creepy, you know. Yeah, well, I'm, they're like, they're literally dinosaurs. Sharks are too. Exactly. But, but it's Sure, it's but like there's something, to, like, sharks seem more analogous with things like whales and dolphins that we're comfortable with. Yeah. Crocodiles yeah, yeah. They're are, smooth. Are, yeah. Are uh, Jurassic uh, seeming in nature. Um, they look more like dinosaurs than sharks do, for sure. Yep. Yep. For sure. At least, so, at least our conception of what dinosaurs looked like. Yes, yeah, because we don't really know. They might have all just been yeah. smooth mofos. We don't know. Okay. We um, don't know. We can't know. It's fun to think about. 
Anyway, so that is all. That's all facts. Um, but we're not here to talk about facts. We're here to talk about fictions, science fictions, or in this case, big <laughs> animal fictions. Um, I love that transition. <laughs> thank um, you. So tight. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. But in general, I think that shark movies kind of take a little bit of a pot shot at people and and our sense of who is powerful, which I think is impossible to separate from talking yeah. about the patriarchy. Like those are the people who are po- who are in power. Um, yeah. And I think you know we have lots of stories about sharks where it's like somewhat a powerful male. Usually they're like crazy ex-military now oceanic researcher or yeah or like shark wrangler in the in the case of deep blue sea or in jaws classically um a police officer it's a cop um who like need to protect their communities and regain their sense of control by dominating a big lady shark they're always coded as women which is factually correct but i do think it's interesting here yeah um well no i mean we're gonna get it more into that uh next time with jurassic park uh because yeah same anyway uh yeah it's fascinating sorry different reasons but yeah it's fascinating that we do that and i think it's also interesting that part of this is an issue of strength like sharks can't really be killed with brute force they're so much stronger than we are like there's no way especially in the water there's like no way yeah you can't punch a shark to death a place where we're not as good as uh as ducks and exactly like what are you gonna do like i've once heard like if you punch it on the nose it'll go away but like who's actually tried that (laughs) like i'm not not really trusting some book i read when i was a kid you know what i mean yeah i mean those sort of things are like either it's so uh like the animal's not interested in you really at all it's just curious and if you like bop them in any like in any way that is sensitive like in their eyes or their nose they'll be like oh god and they'll just back off or it is truly like a last ditch survival effort and it's just like punch them wherever you can punch them in the gills get at those things (laughs) but right you can't punch a shark to death and usually what happens in shark movies is the man the man who is fighting the shark has to call upon the elements generally sharks are killed by cleansings of fire like they're witches which is funny (laughs) that is and it's also fascinating yeah yeah like that is the way to kill something and and of course there's some interesting like there's some interesting juxtaposition between water and fire and like the concept Uh of like fire belongs to us because it's like a land-based destructor whereas water is like theirs i don't know like that there's a lot going on there but i do i do think it's interesting that we have like an entire uh basically an entire subspecies of or a a subgenre of horror films about um killing giant powerful women with fire pretty much yep. pretty much yep well and that's what that's what's interesting about uh this particular film uh i i'm not saying that um nancy's correct in her assessment but she genders a shark male yes she does that's one of the biggest differences uh of her and what i actually love about her so she gets a lot of flack because she is a a lot of people... I, so there isn't a much feminist stuff written about this movie, which I think is a damn mistake. Nope. 
I th- I agree. In fact, I I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, a lot of stuff that I read was very critical of the fact that she like shows as much skin as she does in this movie. They're like, who would surf with that much jewelry on? Also, she doesn't even zip up her wetsuit. Like just like all this oh my crap. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And obviously it's there to give you something to look at, but it also has a basis in the baggage that these movies bring. So most shark movies start, right, with yep. a pretty girl in a bikini getting uh-huh. gobbled down getting... Mm-hmm. while a man who is hoping to have sex with her watches on in horror. Yeah, that's how these yep. movies usually start. And I don't think that the proximity of sex and violent consumption is an accident like i think we're meant no it's not at all i think we're meant to see these women as objects that belong that we code as being belonging to the man and that he is getting he is getting his place in the pecking order uh knocked yep. down by the shark that's like nope you wanted to have sex with this thing i'm gonna eat it instead like the consumptive nature of it is very strange um, and, well, and, and disquieting, to say the least. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that touches on what's so fascinating about this particular film, which is that, um, you know, you just touched on it. We're used to seeing women, wanton women, uh, promiscuous looking women uh, get punished. Uh, that is like the oldest trope. Uh, women get punished for being, you know, sexual and they die in horror movies and thrillers and anything. And so having this uh, beautiful, objectively beautiful woman uh, who the camera does like to linger. Uh, there's a male gaze to the camera work. There's no two oh, ways yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. But she yeah. still survives. And we see her. Uh, we also see her like bleed, uh, which when you think about it uh, and and men's. uh disdain for women bleeding like menstrual blood it's kind of a a funny uh a funny thing to happen in a movie where we're dealing with like lured women and then she's like bleeding all over the place um further there's a moment where she takes a camera and like she's she's talking to the camera and when she uses the camera we don't we don't there's no titillating shot you know yeah what a great it's always of like yeah just like of herself Yeah. yeah Yeah, that's a very good point. So, like, that's not her point of view, you know? That's external to her. It's also, like, what people wear to the beach. Like, I don't... I mean, like, her swimsuit... Her swimsuit... This is is is, ridiculous. Yeah, her swimsuit is, like, you know, like, it is very revealing because she's, like, an athletic person, and that's fine. But, like, like, I I would say it's, like, a lot for an average beach, but it's not a lot for a movie beach. So, I don't even know why people are getting all up in arms about it. I think that they're only upset because, like, surfing, but she puts on a wetsuit, period. Like, that's, also, like, that's more than some movies do. And also, like, yeah, I most people wear bikinis. Also, most surfer, most surfing movies about women, they wear bikinis. Like, it's just is. Yep. Like, you got to wear something underneath yep. your wetsuit. <laughs> like, um, so let's get in. So we kinda, we're tapping into this. What makes yeah. uh, Nancy so different um, from, from the average shark foe? Average shark protagonist. Foil to the shark. Uh, yeah. Well, she's definitely not a damsel. Uh, nope. You know, she's she's already facing trauma when she gets there. Like, she's already kind of a warrior. And, like, her dad would say she's giving up. But she's seen something hard. And instead of just, like, folding, 
she is on a journey, literally on a hero's journey, you know? Um, so that that's a huge departure from from things that we normally see. Uh, also, oh, from like, the women, sure. I th- I think that that's more in line with, like, I think most shark movies end sure, I mean with, women. like, a dude in trauma. I don't know why they yeah. do. But, like, the shark no, is supposed to help them figure shit out. And I think she does that, too. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, a, it's just not a role we normally see no. a woman in. No, we normally I, I see the woman as, like, the damsel. And I, that's I super powerful. I can't think of another shark movie that centers so strictly on a woman except for that uh, Mandy Moore one, which was terrible. I hated that movie. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> for a lot of reasons. That God, that's an awful movie. Anyway, go ahead. Go on. Yeah, and um, yeah, so she isn't the final girl so much as like the girl, you know, like the horror trope of like mm-hmm. one last woman standing. Like, no, like it's it's entirely her story. And I love that it's a survival story. Um, I was sitting next to a doctor when I was watching this. Uh, you might know her as former guest host Megan Whitney. Mm. And, you know, there were moments where she's like, I mean, that's not exactly how that go. And I was like, OK. But also, let's talk about The Martian, a survival movie that centers around a dude. That's all hypothesis about what would actually happen in Mars. We don't know. You know, like, this isn't perfect science, but, like, it it takes the steps. Like, even the things she wanted to kind of, like, pick at, it was like, I mean, she'd still get infection. And it's like, oh, yep, she talks about the infection. She's worried about gangrene. You know, like, I, I, I loved that, that. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's not pretty good, actually pretty good, um... Uh, like if they didn't actually have like a good medical person to, like uh, to advise them on the script here, it certainly fakes oh my God, it you. Been... It certainly fakes you out. Like I can generally tell. If no, I'm, I think like, they definitely ER is, had is is yeah. stupid. Like you know that that's not true. This stuff seems like yeah. it has more authoritative authoritative tone about it, which I think makes me not so much care if it's correct or not because well, in exactly. this universe it is correct. You know what I mean. In this universe, it's correct, and it's so close to what's correct in our universe that, like, yeah, and it's you not, know, it's not just a big shark movie. It's not like dumb. <laughs> She's not like, I need the medicine so I can fix my my leg that hurts. Like, it's right. not. It's she's more well, specific. And- she knows more about it than the average person does. Clearly, which I think adds a absolutely certain, a layer layer of authority on top of her, which is important. Well, and also like she comes into this like she's not someone who like happens upon this situation. Like, we see her lay out her supplies. Like, if she had her bag, she was prepared for, like, all sorts of situations. Um, Like, she... We see her as responsible, Mm -hmm. you know? She's authoritative, she's responsible, she's intelligent. And it is only through, like, staying calm and coming up with a plan and choosing to fight like her mother did that she's able to, you know... Get to where she needs to go. By the way, that is my shark you hear in the background, not a cat. Uh, <laughs> definitely a great white shark pet that I have. Um. I think another thing that I like that I think is is unusual about Nancy and I think plays into, and we, we'll unpack this further later, but I think it plays into a lot of the power of this film is that she is not in the middle of nowhere. She can see safety. Safety is like really, really close to her, but she, yeah. but she's just far enough away that it's a problem. And yeah. in general, you have stories with sharks, mostly so that like the shark can have the most water to swim around in possible. You like have them like out in the deep, like right. It's like it's a fallen uh, diving cage, or there you're on this like weird dinghy. 
or something like that. Or you're in a underwater shark research center, case of deep blue sea. Um, yeah. That's generally where you are, but she is so close to land. It's she's so close yeah. to her domain, what should be her domain, although we'll get into that as well, that I, I think that that makes this this <laughs> yeah. a very interesting choice and a, and a smart choice. It, it really amps up the claustrophobia of this story. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I also like that she's not given like a lot of a lot of shark movies try to give their uh, protagonists like a higher goal. Like it's like, oh, I've got a community to save or it's like it's like the the freaks, uh, yeah, against, wrote this- freaks against the geeks. Like, no, we got to save as many people in this research po- facility as possible because your Alzheimer's research doesn't matter that much. Question. Mark? Yeah, there's not like a true love or something. It's uh, it's what's amazing about it is that it's intrinsic to her. Like her drive to survive is yeah, just that. It's like, it's a story of survival. Yeah, it's a story of her alone. And like surely, like you see the people who do get eaten around her. Like that makes her sad. But like you you get the sense that she tried to help them. But there's no like I don't get the feeling that she has like severe guilt about it. Those are not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like she's like, I have to save this whole beach from the shark. She's like, I need to survive this shark, which is a very yeah. bold choice, I think. And I, what I like, it's, I think that that's very realistic. Well, it's it's bold and like it's we're also uh, aimed to side with Nancy to like be sympathetic to her because she doesn't want other people to get hurt by the shark either. Like she tries no. uh, more than once like that moment. And I know we'll dig into this more, but like. There's a moment she's calling to a man. He was asleep on the beach and uh, she wants him to come like to call for help. And he takes her bag and she's like, oh, no. And then she's like, I don't care. You can keep it. Like literally keep the bag. Can you just call for help? And of course, the movie disposes of him. Uh, I'm, again, we'll get to that later. But like the of bottom course. line is, yeah. you know, she she really doesn't. Yeah, she well, doesn't like want to hurt the survival. Other people. Yeah. No, no, no. And she tries to be like, a harbinger uh in 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 the best way i don't know if there's a harbinger that's like a warning instead of like you know one that brings you to doom anyway whatever well they have I mean. to be good harbingers otherwise you wouldn't say a harbinger of doom mm-hmm. agreed she's a harbinger of safety harbinger of safe <laughs> fun uh, <laughs> safe fun is the best fun anyway <laughs> yeah so as we've kind of mentioned like this the Shallows uh, is a survival story as much it is as it is a big animal movie. Um, it's kind of like a beautiful, and I mean beautiful, a hybrid between the two. Um, but the fact that Nancy's a woman uh, does make it different. It's funny. When I was thinking about this, I was like, are there survival stories about dudes? I can only think of Gravity and the Shallows. I was like, yeah, Kate, like all, all of them. <laughs> Shut up. Most um, of them are about men. Yeah. <laughs> most of them. But uh, it's... It's funny. I I read a critic uh, who called, like, disdainfully criticized this movie and called it torture porn. I read that article, so, too. What the hell? So I disagree so watch, strongly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I disagree so strongly. On my watch, I was literally looking for it. I told my sister, you know, like, this was a thing. And we both agreed at the end, if you think that's torture porn, you probably have something wrong with you. Because, like, there's no wanton disfigurement. Like, everything she does is for the purpose of surviving every decision she makes is like for a goal of moving forward like 
yeah, she's able to use like these manifestations of her femininity. She's able to use the earrings, you know, she's able to Mm -hmm. use the necklace, like um, these trappings instead of being weights against her, uh, she turns into tools. And even um, we mentioned kind of the camera work before, but she she has a GoPro from uh, a surfer who unfortunately died. R.I.P. Surfer whose name we never knew. Mm-hmm. And your friend, surfer whose name we never knew. Surfer number um, two that we didn't know. Surfer yes. number two. Uh, yeah. She gets his GoPro and it, it has a shark attack on it. And so she starts with like a, like a message that's like, if you see this, call for help. I'm at this beach. Here's the date. Here's my status. And as she's talking about, she kind of is like, this shit's pretty dire, you know, maybe this isn't great. So then she... Well, she's uh, like, there's no way that this is going to save me. Like, there's nothing right. that can be... I don't even know where I am. So what am I going to do? Stick it in a bottle and send it out to the ocean? Like, that's not helpful. Right. And so then she's like, whoever finds this, just delete the first part and, like, mail this to this date. And then, like, leaves a, a farewell message. But, like, even that moment, like, she's not trying to participate in some sort of titillation. She's not trying to even, like, show her family, like what her last moments of panic were. She wants to shield them from, like, the blood. She just wants that moment to be one of, of love. And um, and I think that is... I think that's pretty female. Uh, because even though, like, she's a self-actualized character who has, like, her own goals and ambitions, like, you could say maybe she could be more fleshed out. Whatever. It's a big animal movie. I don't, you know... I'm, yeah. not, I'm not here to make that... To take on that fight. Um, she... It's a very feminine thing to be, uh, you're, we're, we're conditioned to care about family and um, to prioritize that. But I thought that that was uh, a boon in this case because it was an, a good way to give us uh, that interiority we wouldn't have otherwise gotten uh, into her perspective. And yeah, I, that, those are the ways I think it's different because she's a, she's a lady. Yeah, I agree with that. I love that. I, I love your read of that. And I love that scene also because I feel like what we are set up to believe is going to happen after that scene. And mostly because this is what happens to men when they do a scene like that. It's like mm-hmm. you have the man. It's totally the I love you. I know. Blasted with carbonite. Like it's that scene. Like you expect yep. her to, you expect her to die pretty much. Or you expect she her expects to die. Sure. Well, she, sure. She's, she has. She is. Uh. She is becoming comfortable with the idea that might happen, but she also ends it on like a I'm gonna fight. You know. Yeah, but then she fights through it, which I think is cool. Like I think in generally yeah. in men's stories, when they allow themselves to become vulnerable, is when they become okay with death and then they follow through with it. She's like, I'm yeah. gonna do this because the people who I leave behind matter a lot, but I'm not done yep. yet. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I've done everything. If I do die, this is going to be really important. And I hope my family finds this. It it makes its way to them. But I'm not ready to die yet. And I liked that a lot. It, it, It was sort of an inversion of the old, like, like, um, like I'm stuck in a room with a bomb and everyone, like all the women and children get out, but I'm going to blow up with the bomb. And like, and, the, yeah. and the, that, like that hero's moment of, of self-sacrifice. Yeah. Bruce Willis having to like push off the like space shuttle. Exactly. Uh, even, even Jack, uh, for some reason, not climbing on top of, uh, yep. the, the, the raft that was big enough for him, you know, yep. whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep, all of those things, all yeah. of those things are like what men do in this movie, and I like that she's like, no, I'm just not gonna fight. Like, I'm not done yet. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, 
I have the emotional intelligence to know that this is something that I would like to do before, if I were to die, because yeah. I've accepted that If that I is were something... to die, I want this to be yes. the moment I, I got to say goodbye to you. Yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah. I, I hated that article. I felt like that article both like slut shamed it like slut shamed yes. her before like wearing a bikini, but then like didn't like when we saw her like wounds and stuff. And I was like, I feel like I feel like maybe there's like maybe they got like the torture. I was like, you are just buying so much into the male gaze of this camera, which I think is like on par for most other action movies. Of course. Yeah. No, like I don't think that this movie is a particular like I mean, to be honest, we don't really see any of uh, Blake Lively's. We don't. We see like her in a bikini. Yeah. Like she's covered, you yeah. know, like as far as like titillation, like. Yeah. She she gets to she she's protected from that more than some more than a lot of movies, you know. Well, so. also, if you're like turned on by a, le- a lady who's getting gangrene on her leg, I'm, I'm worried about you. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you think that this is torture porn. I think that there's something wrong with you. She's not like sawing off her arm. No. She's, like even and even that wouldn't technically be. Well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched 127 hours. I don't have a. I don't have any interest. Well, like uh, saw, like saw is the classic. No, I, I, I know, but I, but yeah. I'm thinking about like I don't, I don't know if that would be considered. I, I don't know. No, it's a survival story. Fuck it. I'm not even. Even sawing off your arm wouldn't be it. But we don't even see that. She fucking sutures her like gaping wound together like come on yeah and i like i actually like the level of gore we're given it's like it's a lot like there are lots of moments in this where i i felt like like i was like peeking out between fingers because like i am as much as i love horror like gore still does get to me um sure i I just like power through for the horror because i love Mm -hmm. it um but uh I really liked it. I felt like her wounds were like gnarly enough to make you be like, Jesus Christ. But they weren't. Yeah. They weren't like they weren't over the they top. They weren't gratuitous. No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It was just. They seemed realistic for a shark attack. Yeah. It was... Honestly, she got off pretty easy. And I'm OK with that. It didn't mean more than that. Yeah. You know? No, obviously. And like and there are like gross things like that, that big uh, that big whale that she has to climb up on. And you see like oh her hands God. sinking yeah, she has to, like, into it. Her hand into the oh, flesh. Yeah. It's gross. But it's like but like not in a not in a sexy way. <laughs> I don't know. That's no, so no, not way, sexy. Like, this so... is a dead thing, and I have to like get a hold, and therefore, like, I am literally surviving by like just clawing my way to survival. You yeah. know. Um, so yeah. So here's where I'm going to tip my hand fully on this movie um, and say, do it. That do I believe. It. Do it. Thanks. I believe that this movie <laughs> tells a story that would not make sense if it was about a man. I believe that this movie consciously or unconsciously and i don't care if it's unconscious is yeah, right. about a per a human being a, a woman who merely has to fight tooth and nail to simply exist on this planet yep and that is a story that is deeply female and deeply um timely i would think and there's a lot of cool i love that read smart yeah. things that they do to set this up and make me think that it's it is it is intentional they like recognize that this needs to be a story through a woman's eyes because there's all this like stuff like the all the world building before the shark attacks her which which is like i don't know like 25 30 mo- minutes into the movie so we got a fair amount of movie to to get through before that absolutely um we have so she's in Mexico, 
Um, she's a white lady. She's Blake Lively. She's a blonde white lady. Yep. And I don't think it's a mistake that she's in a living in a world that is we. She's the only woman we see in this movie. Everybody else is she's a man. She's the only one we see. Even the little kid or- at the end is is uh, Miguel. It's a boy. So like. Yeah. Everybody else is a man and none of them and sh- for and most of them. I, well, I don't think she actually interacts with anybody who speaks perfect English, except for maybe that Australian. Guy. Nope. But like nobody really knows what she's talking about when she talks. And so I think yeah. we're supposed to see that even even before the shark, even before anything else, like she is a person who is out there in the world and she's a little bit off balanced on the land. Like it's not. Yeah. She's not fully the mass does not master this. Um. I think it's also important to say here, uh, I think that the movie is trying really to do right by the Latinos that populate it. I think that they they want their, do too. their people, their people of color to be good characters, you know. Um, yeah. But for me personally, it is a little uncomfortable to watch a blonde white lady shout English. Um, yeah. At, no, of course. At a, at a Mexican guy. Like, that's just uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I I agree 100%. I don't think that this movie was trying to do uh, bad by, yeah, the people of color in it. Um, but, but, and there aren't that many characters. Um, but yeah, the, it, it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable that, uh, that she's really the only first person, like, it's good to get her as the first person perspective. There's only one time that even the camera work shows us anyone else, well, I guess two. Miguel, uh, when it's just him, and at that point, like, I think the purpose of, of the game, the first person perspective of him, is that we don't know if she's alive or dead. Yeah. You know, like, that's yeah, intentional for that reason. Light suspense uh, at the end. The only other time, the only other time, is the drunk man on the beach. Um, yeah. Where, yeah. like, we see, like, close-ups of them, not, like, them yeah. From well, from the distance she has. Yeah, you see Otherwise, him, the camera maintains her perspective. Yeah, you know you see things the way he would see it. Like you see her from his perspective. Um yeah. and things like that. But I, I think they're trying to do right by it. It is a little, a little like it made yeah. me squirm a little bit, but it, I, I don't think that it's uh I it's definitely not I would say it's definitely not racist. It's just the optics of it make me uncomfortable <laughs> to a certain degree. Yeah. I, w- I would say um also she should learn some Spanish. So not- Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's thank you for saying that. That's what I want to talk about. I think that there's a double edged sword when you don't uh, subtitle Spanish in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pro is that it's a language. You should know it. Um, it, it, it is highly spoken where uh, we are from. So, like, you know, kind of get with it. And also you can put together, you know, your friend in her perspective, you can kind of like put together what they're saying uh, using context the way that she does. Yeah, you see it from um, her perspective, I think, is why it's done sure. that way. Yeah, of course. The other side, though, the thing that, you know, you have to be weary of is that it does also like it furthers this otherizing factor. Yes. You know, it, it keeps us. Uh, it makes it very much uh, an us and them, you know, uh, and so that. Again, I don't. I think that, that was done intentionally. I don't think it was done uh, maliciously. It's just something that you know to look out for when you watch movies. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. That's yeah. That, just... That's that's my take on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that's great. Did bad. I'm just saying things to consider. Things to things to think about. It, or I, I think what you yep. did is you perfectly unpacked for me why it makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. So I appreciate it. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, cool. cool. What what I do think it does nicely is it doesn't like she it gives us a lot of nice moments from her perspective of the general dangers of the world. Like she's not thinking about sharks. She doesn't care about sharks. Uh-uh. Like right, she's getting ready to surf, and so you get a lot of like little like piece vignettes. So you see the thing where like her she has she has a female friend, a lady friend who bailed on her, and yeah. so she she tried not to travel alone. Right again, trying to be responsible. Right because. And her friend, we're not supposed to do that. And her friend bailed on her, and you kind—I—I I, I don't totally remember. I feel like there's like an implication of a man as well, who's like, yeah, she she sends a te- like the last time that uh, Nancy gets in the water, you see on the screen like this uh, text message and like a non-diegetic like pop-up text that's um, from her friend saying, "Meeting up with that guy from last night. Don't wait up with like a devil smile emoji." Um, yeah, her friend. So I. Yeah. yeah, her friend. I feel like her friend's obviously the slut. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, but also I do think if this movie, like if if there has to be a virgin and a whore, uh, luckily we don't have to face this person, so like it's not yeah. that heavy. But like you know, it, it does make Nancy the virgin compared to uh, her friend. Yes, but. certainly more, certainly more uh, wholesome. Um, yes, I will say though. Okay also, but also, if you're watching, like if you're a young woman, you're watching this, you're like, don't be that friend. Don't leave your friends to yeah, go to a... Don't be that friend. Don't be that friend. That's so shitty. Yeah, like... Literally, your friend's mom died. She planned this entire trip around going to this beach. Yeah. And Show up bailing. for the beach. Come on. Yeah. Come it's on. really, really shitty of you. Like... So, right. So, like, definitely, I agree with you. There's, like, kind of, like, there's probably, like, a little bit of a virgin whore complex going on there. But, like, from sure. a female perspective, I was just, like, your friend is not very good. Like my friends, yeah. my good friends don't do this to me. I wouldn't go to no. I wouldn't go to a foreign country with someone who would do this to me. Who would do this? Yeah. No. Yeah. Get better friends. I'm sorry, your sister I... isn't old enough to go with you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and but also we have her like you see her when she puts. I loved this moment because I feel this moment all the time in public. Um, where you see her, she's like getting ready to surf. She sees that there are other people on the beach. She kind of like looks down at her stuff and she's like. Is my stuff gonna be okay? Yeah, yeah no, I, I love all those slight okay. moments. And then she yeah. like kind of feels like stupid and silly. Like also when she first sees the other two surfers and they're like, come over here. And she's like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, she's you like, know. no, 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 thank you. And then like as they as they surf together, like she becomes more trusting. Right. And there's nothing wrong with those guys. Like I, I thought those were all really nice because like you yeah. see and then I think that You the, see the way that we're supposed to be careful. And yeah. then like, you know, but that we're not like we don't put up entire walls. We're just, you know, and, we're, we're taught to be careful. And it legitimizes those fears because with the drunk guy on the beach, I think he's supposed to be drunk. Yeah. Uh, who's sleeping on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wakes up. There's a bottle underneath him. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be drunk. My only issue with the guy on the beach is that, like, we see things from his perspective. And I know that that's, like, more filmically interesting and also has payoff with his fate. Yes. But I do hate that, like, there's this man. Obviously, people will sometimes do shitty things. But then the film instantly disposes of him because yeah. he has to go get that surfboard. I would and the be... whole reason why we see everything in first person perspective is for that like moment where like we see him drag himself up on the beach and then we realize he's literally in two pieces and it's just yeah, him dragging he his torso doesn't... up. 
he doesn't have legs or a butt or a penis anymore, like attached yeah. to him. No way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, I mostly, if I could like go back in time and fix one thing, I would make that dude white. <laughs> like that's be the one thing 1, I would do. One thousand percent. Yeah, I think that that would literally solve all of my problems with this. You know, because also yeah. that feels pretty accurate. Um, not even though I just mean like I'm I'm always less worried about locals than I am other American tourists. That's um, true. Or maybe I mean I guess he can't. I mean. You could just be like, he can't hear her. Because, like, I think that the idea is that there's the language barrier. Yeah, no, barrier. that would be... Yeah. But, but like, you could also but, make him, like, French or Swedish or... Yeah, no, for sure. Just not speaking English. Like, that's possible, too. Um, there is um, there is a post-colonial read to this. Uh, and I feel like you, you kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier. But I just want to, like, tip my hand. Which is... Mm. I Again, I don't think that this is the primary reading, but... There is something to be said about a white woman uh, who goes to a beach. It's not a place where she is supposed to be in terms of, like, no one will even tell her the name. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. a place for outsiders. Mm -hmm. And when she tries to make it her own, uh, a native force uh, tries to drive her out. It's like, back off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And yes, she does, like, kill it. But at the end, when you see her going back to the water... It's not in Mexico. Yeah, it's in Texas. It's in Galveston. And I think there's something to be said. Those beaches that I went to when I was a kid. And, like, also, like, you know, I I would understand not going back to that beach. But, like, there is something to be said about, like, she's not, um, she's not exoticizing a place. She's enjoying, like, the place that is already hers. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I like, I like that. I love that sub read. I like, she doesn't, um, she doesn't need the mysticism of this being her mom's beach, quote unquote. She even says that. And I do like that she acknowledges that she was like, I came into his feeding ground. That's why this is happening. Like, that is why she identifies what, like her situation, um, which doesn't, is not, uh, which is not common, right? Like, it's just like, sharks don't need a reason, but she does give him a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I came into his feeding ground and, like, also, like, I am the outsider. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I should be food. And I also like that we are given a guy who is a good ally. So Carlos, the guy who drives her to the beach. We know right away that he's going to be the kind of guy who's going to, like, you you get the sense of her parsing the situation with him. Because, like, in the car, too, you can tell, like, there's sort of, like, sort of, like, a nervous tension there. And it's it's not, like, sexual or anything. It's just, like, she's kind of feeling him out, too. I'm, I'm, I'm in a stranger's car yeah. in a foreign country being driven in the middle of nowhere. Like, so, yeah, there's, like, she's definitely, like, being friendly. She's being nice. She's being respectful. But, like, you know, there is, like, as a woman watching that, I'm, like... Wait, is this like a horror movie? Because like you know, it's way sunny, and like sh- this person is in like a position where like she's completely out of power. And I don't mean that in, like a oh, she's in like the car of like someone of color. I mean like no, like just genuinely, you're in a foreign country, you don't speak the language, and you're in someone's car in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah, it's it's reasonable, but um, yeah. But he's like the guy who does. I mean, like I think there's a lot of nice moments there with him where like no, he's great. They get he, to the he he comes through. It's being like amazing even in the beginning. Yeah, and then like really it, comes through at the end. And the moment I really like the best is he was like, "How are you going to get back?" Like he asks her that question genuinely. Like, 
do you want me to come back and get you? Like, it's okay. Right. I will do it. And she's like, no, no, no. It's going to be That shows her fine. nervousness again. You know, I yeah, think. Uh, she's, yeah. She's nervous about expecting. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, but then he does, he's the person who does come back for her. And like, like. With, yeah. with, the, with the kid who like he's not in a creepy way he didn't like come back to check on her but like when the kid needed help no his son yeah his yeah. son finds the uh the camera goes and gets him and by that point our heroine has saved herself but like you know she would have been sol if like there hadn't yeah, been he someone helps, to like he helps her out at the yeah. end like that's totally yeah. fine like it's all it's, it's all great. over but like he like pulls her into shore. Like that's totally. I don't yeah. even. It no, doesn't diminish what she does. Doesn't diminish anything. It yeah. uh. It it just it's more justice for uh the fact that like you do need other people. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I think that this is just sort of a dialogue and like builds this world. And then once the shark shows up, I think it fits so neatly and nicely into this world of danger. Just by the nature yeah. of the fact that she is a woman. And the best part is, I feel like there's a, a central core problem with a lot of shark movies, which is, why does the shark seem to have an axe to grind against these people? Like, Jaws definitely <laughs> yeah. has it. You're like, what is this? What did these people do to this shark that's such that it's like... Right. Why just... does it have so much rage against you? Yeah, like... and a lot of times they try to solve it by being like, we gave it, you know, it's just a much bigger shark and we gave it hormones, so it's very, very aggressive. Like, they try to, like, wave yeah. it away. But it's always kind of silly. You're like, well... When the shark just move on, the ocean's really big. Like it's not. Yeah. It doesn't have to keep coming. Right. For at you. a certain point, like it would probably be like, all right, well, there's easier prey somewhere, but you know. But I like not these sharks. But I think that by setting it up to be a story about how women move through the world, sort of this like relentless and senseless pursuit of damaging you and hurting you, makes a lot yeah. of sense. Like it really does. Makes a lot of sense. Like it doesn't. We don't need to know that she understands the shark's motivation. Um, although yeah. there's even a nice little moment where she does that, where she like when she I loved this moment, too, because I was like, Nancy, you you're cool as a cucumber when she's watching the uh, GoPro and she sees the yeah. shark like attack the other surfer under the water and like kill him. And it's it's scary. It's a scary moment. And then you see her be like, huh, somebody got you, too. And she's like noticing the hook. In the yeah, shark's yeah, mouth, yeah, I was sure. like, I was like, jeez, Nancy, <laughs> like if yeah, that happened, damn, I would have been girl. like, ah! and like dropped the, <laughs> the yeah, camera. No, me too. But I did. I think it was kind of interesting that they gave a little nod to like the fact that this shark has passed trauma too. One hundred percent, which might yeah. be informing how he feels about her. Yeah. I love that read. It's it's interesting. So I, also like one of the few moments I've ever seen anybody e- try to empathize with a shark that's trying to not let their legs off. So yeah, look at women go. Look at women doing go. it with empathy. Uh, can we real quickly? I know this is off topic, but I didn't want the episode to go by without mentioning it. Can we talk about the fact that she names the seagull Steven Seagull? Oh, um, so good. So good. It was Blake I love Lively's that. Lively's idea. It wasn't in the script. Oh, my God. Stop. I love she that. She came up with that. She came I up with that. I love that. And apparently, like, so, like, right, she did a lot of, so it's like an actor Seagull, which is a funny idea. Um, oh, my God. That is really funny. But when she, like, when she relocates its wing, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it bites her. Apparently, that was real because the seagull was just like, "I'm over this. You're handling my feathers a lot. I'm just over it." Yeah. So he really did bite her that hard. When she's like, "That's a terrible way to say thank you." That's legitimate. <laughs> he really is biting yeah. her. Yeah, that's so funny. I love that. 
Oh, Steven Siegel. Steven Siegel. <laughs> um, also hints Love that it. Nancy is kind of into kind of into like some funny movies. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Nancy's a chill dude, girl. Sorry, she is a, a, yeah. chi- a chill folk. A chill, chill folk. Chill as folk. <laughs> chill as folk. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, but I liked, and then this again, where's, I think where's where like the shallows part of it comes back so nicely is like the concept of women can see that like, that like other, other people, men don't move through the, have to move through the world the same way they do. They see the safety. I understand that like many men walk through parking lots at night and they're not afraid. Right. But yeah, I don't, I can't do that because of rape fear rape culture and yeah and and just like the fear of being a woman and i really liked the that like rocky embankment that she that is quickly dissipating like her only little sense of security like it, it seemed to me it was like the shark qu- uh, movie equivalent of like holding your keys so you could attack someone with them <laughs> or like things like that or like yeah. having pepper spray in your purse it's like you have these like little trinkets this little tiny piece of security that you can kind of like that you're bringing with you but like it's not really that helpful to you honestly it yeah. doesn't make you yeah. any less afraid and it doesn't make you any less cognizant of the fact that other people are moving through the same space who are not afraid at all and that's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. I really like that the shark's not killed by fire at the end of this movie. Hell yeah. Um, when I saw, the first time I saw it and I saw that she got the flare gun, I was like, oh, this tired old thing. And then <laughs> and the, they actually hint a lot at it. Isn't there some gas in the water that she sets a, f- a flame with the flare? Uh-huh. But it just like yeah. bothers the shark. <laughs> Does not kill yeah. it. Yeah. Um, like the the usual methods don't work. Yeah, and I feel like the ending, so what happens, right, she um, she propels herself downward quickly to this uh, anchor that's surrounded by, like, a lot of rebar, like, pokey, sharp rebar. Um, yeah, my, my read on that was that it was, like, uh, something that, like, like it wasn't just, like, uh, a chain the length of, um, that would need to anchor that buoy, like, it, uh, it was real, you know? So, Got like, it. when she detached it, like, it was pulling her in yes yes you know? me too so she yeah. could so she used her environment right mm-hmm. to yep. like artificially artificially allow her to swim just fast enough just to swim out the shark just fast enough so that she could plunge her way down into the depths and the shark would chase after her and then its force of hitting the rebar when she like barrel rolled out of the way at the last minute killed it yeah and i love yeah. I love the idea of her using her environment, um, her dangerous environment that both she and the shark live in, the things that are still dangerous to both of them, and yeah. just out basically outwitting the shark. And yeah. and its own force is what is its demise. Yeah. No, it's powerful. It's cool. I also loved I, the jellyfish scene. <laughs> yeah. I I I wanna know how long she can hold your breath for. Uh, she's really like a part skin, that scene is like she's like a skin diver i guess i don't yeah. know yeah crazy i don't again I, i'm suspending my disbelief it's yeah. fine yeah, it's but fine. it was one of those moments where i'm like i mean if you could hold your breath for that long like you know you probably you know great girl like you know we shouldn't be having any problems i'm just kidding obviously if the shark was in the water that was a problem anyway 
you know. But I loved, loved it. I loved her like venturing out into into a dangerous and delicate and I think somewhat feminine Ecosystem. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that being Oh, I definitely think jellyfish, like that kind of beauty is um that that delicate looking thing that's painful and dangerous is associated with femininity. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I liked yeah. that she like she got she got with her girls <laughs> to like uh-huh. avoid the shark. Um, yeah. I also like that we get like a really good juicy look at the dead shark. I think that that's important. I agree. We usually agree. don't like Jaws. Like they, they like they uh, they pull the trigger on the on the usually the shark is completely burnt up or like exploded like they Mm -hmm. they pull the the pin on the grenade and it blows up or the shark just like they kill it with fire and then you just see the shark kind of like down to the bottom of the sea like but you never see you see this whole shark dead i think it's important yeah it's yeah i agree it's kind of satisfying it's one of the few times you really see the whole shark too which i think is kind of interesting is that she gets like the final time she can like kind of get a sense of it and like really take a good look certainly from her perspective because we get to see it when it's like chasing her to the bottom of the right of the ocean but like we really see it she really sees it for the first time after she's already defeated it yeah only in death and after defeat yeah i think that's interesting we ready for final thoughts? Yeah, my cat's killing me right now. You're like, just like, you're like yo, he's being so loud. I don't understand. <laughs> he's just like, why aren't we friends? Why won't not- you talk to me? Hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's go to final thoughts. Sorry for talking about my cat so much. No, no, no. You're fine. Final or thoughts. So, what did I? you what did you make of this movie? Um, I I super love this movie. I. All right, so coming coming to the final, coming to like the end of all this, I do I want I want to bring up um, something else I read in my research on this oh, yeah. that like I had some thoughts about, which is um, Alfred Hitchcock uh, oh, said that, that um, yep. killing killing blondes uh, like a blonde as as a victim was the best because like it was like blood on white snow. Um, mm yeah right gross ass shit so like i do i i love this um moment we've got this blonde we've got this damsel and like the very first like like the very first time like right before she gets uh attacked i feel like is when like a bunch of seagulls around the uh whale like knock into her head um but then very quickly she befriends the thing that was the bane of this other woman, this tippy headron who like never took off her high heels or matching handbag. Like she's willing to like, she adapts to her environments. She uses everything she can. She uh, strips herself of, of the things that like are beautiful, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I like, I like that kind of comparison to birds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. I mean, I like the birds too, but tippy headron, take off your shoes. Like what's wrong with Take you? Take off your fucking shoes. Like why do you have a matching handbag on the whole time? Like seriously. It, put on some goddamn tennis shoes. Anyway. Or like keep the handbag but use it for whopping birds. What's wrong with you? Yes. Way not like just like birds. on your, not not just like on your arm in a way that your arm is no longer effective, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to have I this the reason uh I think that we're doing this is I think it's important to have a movie about a woman going through something harrowing, complete, basically completely alone, 
and coming out yeah. on top. And yep. I, you know, I mean, the shark does count as like, I guess a, I guess it's like a foil or like a, like another character. But it, yeah, you know, mostly when we see survival movies about women, it has to do with rape. And I'm really glad this one doesn't. <laughs> like, yep. you know, the one that comes to most to mind is Room. Um, yeah. Which oh my God. is important and a true story and just wild in a lot of sure. different ways. Sure. Um, sure. But very, very hard to watch. Yeah. Um, super hard to watch. And I, I think it's I think it's like important to have um, like kind of like popcorn. This is like a popcorn flick. I think it's important to have a popcorn yeah. flick where you have a centralized woman who like, I mean, th- this movie, I guess, maybe doesn't. Oh, this movie definitely does pass the Bechdel test because she talks to her sister. And it's mm-hmm. not about a man. Like, I think it's important to have, nope. like, a like a thing where it's just it's just about, like, a lady living her life and going through something yeah. extraordinary. Well, and other than the shark attack, which I, I don't think you can classify as, she doesn't get punished. No. She gets to survive. She gets to have a happy ending. Yeah. She, like, she's she she's a doctor. And she, uh, she's with her sister surfing, you know? Like, her life has moved on in a really healthy way, you know? Yeah, like and she's that. like, it's not like she's like, I'm never gonna go into the water or anything like that. Like that's no. that is how Jaws ends is with uh is with the cop saying, I you know like I always hated the water and the guy laughing and being like I can't imagine why like that is that's <laughs> that end and in hers she's instead like no like I'm I'm continuing to live my life like I yeah I am a surfer and this is what I do and this is what I love and I'm going to continue doing it. Well, and that and that further backs up your narrative about like this this only being a female story because like the world's a scary place. Yeah. But just because something awful happened to me doesn't mean I can just stop participating in the world. I have like I I can't I have to keep going, you know? I'm gonna go back out in the water. Like it's just life. Yeah. Like she that. has to get off as she has to get we all have to get off our rock and keep fighting. Yep. All the time. And we do it every all day. All the time. We do it every day. That's that's almost the Buffy quote, by the way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, oh, yeah. Buffy. Oh, Buffster. Oh, Buffy. <laughs> um, so uh, next week we are we are going to get back into our regularly scheduled sci-fi programming, but we're, t- but we're still sticking with the big, the big animals, although Woo-hoo! not animals bigger than they would be normally, I suppose. No, but I mean, like, still bigger than we would ever see them. Yeah, which with Jurassic Park. So we're getting into dinosaurs. The OG Jurassic Park, guys. We're going back. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mary, can we get Andrew? Uh, are we just making some co-founder and, uh, you know, like, uh, just all-around good guy and your husband to play the Jurassic Park theme song on his mandolin? On, on his, his accordion? Uh, yeah. Yeah, accordion. I, th- yeah. I think he can play it on his big accordion, too. Melodion, he yeah. definitely can play it on. Melodion, yes. yes. For us, play some Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think he, I think that he, yeah. I think we could, we could, uh, we could, we could, we could ask convince for that. Him. Yeah. I think that won't take very <laughs> much to Guy, happen. Guys, tune in for some really exciting times. It's going to be great. <laughs> So once again, thank you for listening to Space Bros. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, your podcast destination of choice. Uh, Please subscribe, rate, and review us. Five stars, always. Uh, Five stars like you would give uh, Blake Lively for being such a pro. And hey, after this, she even got uh, another really cool movie called A Simple Favor. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Rate us, review us, reach out to us. 
check out our social media uh, at space underscore bras. Check out our website uh, at www.outrageousmechanisms.com slash space dash bras. We're all over the place. Just just come be a part of it, you know? Absolutely. Come, come dip into the ocean that is the Outrageous Mechanisms family. Anyway. Yeah, you can dive in the deeps, you can stay in the shallows, but we're all over the place. We're all over the place. Yeah. We're all over. This is our feeding <laughs> ground. Um, You've just stumbled onto it. That's right. <laughs> um, and now, as we raise, join us as we raise our glasses and give the official toast of Space Brows. In these troubled times, we must remember that even though everyone else might suck, we are awesome, and we're going to get off our rock because the galaxy is ours. Cheers! Cheers! Outrageous.